Hello, this is Dr. Ed Hill, host of This Week in the Word, where we grow in our knowledge of the Word of God and our walk with Christ. It's just great that you joined us in this episode of This Week in the Word that I've entitled Revival or Revolution, America's Crisis. That's a pretty heavy title, isn't it? Well, I think you'll see as we get into this that um, that is indeed where we are in our country. I'm recording this on September 19th, 2020, so you can fill in the blanks about where we are uh, compared to what time you may be listening to this. Hopefully, you're listening before the election, and you will prayerfully consider what is said and even share that with others. The word crisis means decision. It's, it's a division and a decision that has to be made. I believe that where we are in our country at this time is we are in a crisis where we have to decide either for the Savior or Satan. Come on, Pastor Ed, don't be so simplistic. Well, when you strip all the superficialities away and all the uh, various things that are happening, when you, when you boil it all down, I think we are at a point where we are deciding, are we going to go in the direction of Jesus Christ or in the direction that Satan would have us go? All right. I think the only chance of keeping a free, relatively sane nation is revival, spiritual revival. You see, history teaches us that when people bow their hearts and their lives to Jesus Christ, that Jesus changes people and then people see the places where they are changed for better. There are numerous examples of that in history. When Jesus comes to town, good things happen. I think that's America's only hope. Now, choosing revolution will overthrow our nation, and it will deliver America to the enslavement of a global tyranny. Now, no matter which we choose, it's going to be tough sledding from here on out. And here's why I say that. Our education system is infiltrated and compromised from pre-K to grad school with crazy thinking that is not based in common sense and reality. Not only that, the traditional family, a mom and a dad raising their family together as God created things to be done, that has been shattered. I don't want to say it's irretrievably broken, but it's definitely shattered. And this is what produces, you know, shattered families produce shattered people. And that's what we see unleashed in our society today. Also, if that's all not bad enough, biblical Judeo-Christianity, what I meant to say is a, a biblical Judeo-Christian worldview, is officially 
unwelcome in public across the world and, and in America. In other words, the, the way that our nation was put together and the way our nation looked at life and how to treat people and have families and build a better future and all of that is destroyed. It's officially unwelcome in public. Now, there are still millions of Americans who hold to a biblical Judeo-Christian worldview, and they may even not be Christians themselves, but nevertheless, they realize that is the same world that they used to live in that produced that, and it's gone now. But the biblical worldview of the Jewish and Christian philosophy is officially unwelcome in public. Don't believe me? Try to speak up with common sense based in Scripture. You don't even have to quote Scripture. Just try to talk with uh, officials, uh, government, and so forth from a Judeo-Christian worldview, and you'll just they'll just turn you off like a radio. So we've got a status quo that's pretty tough right now. And I'm going to give you a great little lesson here. Status quo is Latin for the mess we're in. <laughs> you can write that down. Status quo just means the trouble that we're in. It's the way the situation is right now. We are surrounded in our, our major cities with nihilist nihilism, which believes in just the destruction of everything. And they say it's to build something different, but basically they're just going to destroy everything. Groups like Antifa and various versions of anarchists want to burn it down, quote, in order to build something different. But basically they just want to burn it down. Marxist materialists like BLME, one of the richest organizations in the United States, controlling an estimated $2 billion of assets. Marxist materialists definitely want to take this country down and turn it into something that will turn out to be a nightmare. It truly will be. You see, if there's no government, but but um, if there's government, but there's no God, no God but government, there's no room for God, then you end up with what we could call death in the city. That was actually a book written by Dr. Francis Schaeffer. In that book, he parallels the decline of contemporary culture by looking at the book of Jeremiah in the Bible, and the book of Romans in the Bible. And he shows how there's a link between the intellectual and spiritual orientation of a, a nation, a society, and he shows that what people think in their hearts have consequences in the world in which they live. And it will help you understand what has happened to not only the world, but especially to America. As he says, these are some of his chapter titles. There's death in the city, like Jeremiah said. He talks about the loneliness of man. He talks about the significance of man, but what happens to man without the Bible? In other words, w without objective truth. He talks about the justice of God, and he explains that 
that there's a, a universe in which we live and we sit in one of two chairs. And you'll have to read that book, Death in the City by Dr. Francis Schaeffer. I read it probably 40 years ago. I couldn't tell you a lot about it from what I read 40 years ago, but it made an impact on me and I understand better what is going on around me. Jordan B. Peterson, someone I listen to quite frequently, said this, identity politics ends in blood. Identity politics ends in blood. So when you have all of these groups that have a, a label and an agenda, the ultimate end is terrible. It's bloody for everybody. This is always how it works in history. Now, if you don't know history, boy, are you in for a surprise if we keep going down this road. Yuri Benzimanov was survived the Soviet Union, and he gave lectures in the 1980s about communist subversion tactics. You can still see those, as far as I know, on YouTube. He used to be, I believe, in the KGB, but he was, he was well-versed in how uh, Soviet communism and communism in general operated in the world. It was a strategy. And the things he warned about and explained, we see happening right now in America. Alexander Solzhenitsyn, one of the greatest thinkers of the 20th century, you know, he didn't sit in an office and just write articles for the New York Times or something lame like that. He actually was a, a citizen of Russia, of the Soviet Union, and he was eventually imprisoned because he wouldn't tow the party line, the Communist Party line, intellectually. And he was one of the greatest thinkers and was eventually freed to live in the United States. He said this, the battle line between good and evil runs through the heart of every man. So um, which side are you on? Pastor Richard Wormbrand wrote in his book, Tortured for Christ, about the unspeakable tortures that those who resisted the state in, I believe, Romania under communism, that they were subjected to, especially Christians like Pastor Richard Wimbron, tortured for Christ. You know what? Instead of playing another video game, you got to read that book. Instead of being absorbed in pop culture and another uh, uh, survey of what's on TikTok, you ought to read Tortured for Christ. It will blow your mind. In our country recently, I believe it was in June of 2020, there was a meeting of just about every, I would say every regressive leftist group imaginable to plan their strategy to take America down. And it kind of comes under the head of the Transition Integrity Project. Doesn't that sound great? You know, how to, how to get Donald Trump out of office and put in someone else. And, uh, you know, he probably won't go. We'll have to force him out and all that kind of stuff you're always hearing. But what the Transition Integrity Project is aimed at is if there's not some massive landslide against Trump, then they have plans on how to bring this about anyway. That's shocking. This meeting is known about. 
Uh, you say, well, how come our government doesn't arrest people who are working to take down our government? That's treason and sedition. How come they're not doing that? Our government is infiltrated at every level with people who think the same way. Don't you get it yet? The Transition Integrity Project works on the theory of the seven pillars, pillars, P-I-L-L-A-R-S, the seven pillars of color revolution. And what in the world is that? Well, it was a strategy used, I don't know if they created it, but it was definitely used by the Obama administration to start revolutions in Egypt, and Libya under the banner of Arab Spring and revolutions in Eastern Europe. And here's what you need to have those things happen. Now, I um, have learned this from a well-known communicator. I'm not going to name him because you might reject it, but I want you just to listen to it. So I give him, and honestly, I give him credit. But I want you to listen to this, and I want you to think about what's been going on. Here's the seven things that are like um, rest stops along the way, you know, goal lines that you need to meet to topple a government and put in a new government like happened in Egypt and Libya and many other places. Number one, you have to have a semi-autocratic regime, one that is, that is perceived to be dictatorial, so to speak. I want you to ask yourself, how often have you heard that charge leveled at the current president. Well, there's a reason for that. In order to topple a country, you need a good target, such as Mubarak in Egypt or Gaddafi in Libya. So you, you and they may have actually been that, but if you can, you can frame that in the minds of people that they live under a semi-autocratic regime, that is not democratic, but it's a one-person rule, then it gets them angry and they want to topple that person. All right, number two is it has to be, you have to make that person unpopular, whether it's a president or some other incumbent government leader. You you work as hard as you can to make them unpopular to get to at least a perceived, even if it's not true, a perceived 50% of the country hates this leader. Get them to that. See any of that going on? Number three a united and organized opposition. And as I mentioned, this, this is just obvious when you look around today. Number four, an effective system to convince that there's going to be voter fraud and you have to do that early so that you create in the minds of the citizens that you can't trust the election. You see that going on? That's going on from a lot of, a lot of directions but especially from those who want to topple our government, topple our country. Number five, you need a compliant media to alert, and I put that in quote marks, compliant media to alert citizens about voter fraud. So you, you want the citizens being afraid to go to the polls because there will be people there who will try to keep them from voting, you, you want them to feel like the votes are not going to be counted accurately. You just create total confusion about trusting the results of an election. 
and you need a compliant media to to just spout that constantly. Well, that's going on. Number six, you need a political opposition that's able to mobilize thousands in the streets. And you can you can look. This is easy to find on YouTube. And if you'll search for it, you'll find people calling for that. I mean, like thought leaders. I'm not talking about the average person that may just get out in a peaceful protest. I'm talking about the people who know where they want to take this, and that is the the takedown of America. Well, they have strategies to put people in the streets, even if they have to pay them to be there, and these are highly coordinated things. You know, by the way, if you think the protests and then the riots of this past summer were spontaneous, uh, you'd be wrong. Don't you remember the, the Bernie campaign operative who promised that if at the Democrat National Convention that was supposed to be in Milwaukee this past summer, if Bernie Sanders didn't get the nomination that Milwaukee and other cities would burn burn down. Do you remember that? And everybody just said, oh, that's terrible. What a nut job. <laughs> the problem is he knew what he was talking about. This has all been organized and planned, and they just took advantage of unfortunate events that have occurred. So that's the truth. Number seven if you want to overthrow a country like Libya and Egypt, other countries have been overthrown in the last several years with constant help from the Obama administration and other groups in our country. Then you, number seven, you need a division among military and police. Oh man, listen, when you see what I believe to be some of the highest and most respected military leaders in our nation, it it feels like, uh, especially as a lot of the retired ones, it feels like they're working for the other side. I cannot explain some of the decisions and pronouncements they've made, but when you get to that level, you've already been through years of training in war colleges and staff and command colleges, and a lot of the teaching there is done by people who have a globalist viewpoint, not an American viewpoint. I'm talking about professors that teach the military and a lot of these, uh, these higher uh, trainings that they go to as they're promoted. So, that's beginning to bother me. The bright spot there is I believe the trigger pullers love our country with a vengeance. And that helps me sleep better at night. So there may be a division among some of the upper echelons of the military who believe our country needs to get over it and just go with the globalist mindset. And then you see what's happening to the police. Uh, this is just shameful. Are there times when police overdo it and certain policemen violate the law? Yeah, it's always been like that, baby. <laughs> Should we clean that up? Yep, 
better training, better supervision. Yep. But you can't have a civilized society without some type of law enforcement. And you need to trust me on this one. The people calling for the defunding and basically what what they really want, they just won't come out and say it, is just get rid of the police. But actually they are now saying that. Um, they don't listen to me. They don't actually believe there should not be law enforcement. They just want to get rid of what's in place so they can put in their version of laws and their version of law enforcement. And there's never been a deviation from that in world history. So get wise, right? Well, let me tell you how planned and coordinated they are. They are ready for a Trump landslide. I believe President Trump will be elected and I'm not so focused on President Trump as I am on hoping that we can keep our country. Do you get it? But they are planned that if there's a Trump landslide, that will be a trigger to storm the Citadel and take down America, you know, with revolution. I mean, this summer was just a warm-up, a tune-up, a dress rehearsal, so to speak, for what could happen if they carry out their plans, if President Trump is elected, they will claim voter fraud and unleash the masses into the streets on a level probably never, well, certainly would be never before seen in our country. Now, right about now, you may be thinking, wow, we're toast. But I have two words for you. But God... Yeah, there's still God, right? And we need to be returning to him. We need to work for revival in our own Christian lives and in our nation. And it does, just as it doesn't take a majority to take down a country, it doesn't even take a majority to protect a country. It just takes a committed remnant. So, if you're listening and you know you're not a Christian, you need to get saved. If you know you are a Christian, but you've kind of been playing around, you need to get serious. And all of us need to get ready. I want to read you a true story. And I'm going to read it all the way through. And it's a story that, that you should act on and pay attention to. It comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 1 through 36. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. 
the wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and you receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things, and ye believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For every one that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth the truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. After these things came Jesus and his disciples into the land of Judea, and there he tarried with them and baptized. And John also was baptizing Ananian near to Salim, because there was much water there, and they came and were baptized, for John was not yet cast into prison. Then there arose a question between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purifying. And they came unto John and said unto him, Rabbi, he that was with thee beyond Jordan, to whom thou bearest witness, behold, the same baptizeth, and all men come to him. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. Ye yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but, I, but that I am sent before him. He that hath the bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom which standeth and heareth him rejoiceth greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This my joy, therefore, is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. He that cometh from above, let's see here one second. He that cometh from above is above all, and he that is of the earth is earthly and speaketh of the earth. He that cometh from heaven is above all, and what he has seen and heard, that he testifieth, and no man receiveth his testimony. 
He that hath received his testimony has set to his seal that God is true. For he whom God has sent speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. The Father loveth the Son, and hath given all things into his hand. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. So I think is if you're a citizen of America and you see everything going on around us, and we don't know exactly how all of this is going to turn out, Listen, you, you need to get saved. You need to give your life to Christ if you're not a Christian yet. And if you say, but Pastor Ed, I, I am, then you need to get serious with the Lord and, and be a positive influence in our country right now. We may not have later to be that. And you need to get ready because no matter what happens, the Lord wants to use you either to rebuild America or to, to maintain a witness for Christ in America if America chooses revolution. If you have questions about all of these spiritual matters, I want you to call 888-537-8720. 888-537-8720. I want to ask for your help today. If you have been a listener today, which uh, obviously you've been because you're still listening, right? <laughs> I want you to share this <clears throat> with your network. You can do that right from the podcast where you're listening. You can share it. You can tell people to go search for dredhill.podbean.com. And the reason I want you to do that is if all of us will send this out to 10 people and they'll do the same, there's no telling how many people will hear this message and give their lives to Jesus Christ and become a positive force for God and good in our country before it's too late. As I record this, we have about, what is it, five and a half weeks and I, like I say, I don't know what's going to happen in the election. I feel that God is honoring the prayers of his people as we return to him to defend and protect our nation, even if it's miraculously. But it won't be easy. If something else happens, God will still be with us, but we will need to walk with the Lord every day and and be used by him as never before in troubling times. So share this with your family. Share this with others who need to hear this message. It's not enough for you to listen to it and then go on your way. You must share this. Please do that. DrEdHill.Podbean.com Look for opportunities where people say, I just don't understand what's going on in our country, or I'm afraid about our future, or can you believe what's happening? And listen, I'm telling you, many American citizens who 
who care. They don't understand what's happening. And this is, listen, this is way beyond Democrat versus Republican. If you're stuck back there, you're not getting it. This is the big game, people, of whether there's going to be an America as we know it moving forward. Please share this with 10 people in any way you choose to. Tell them to go to dredhill.podbean.com. It's free. I don't have any merch I'm selling. There's no ads on here. I'm doing this out of my pocket, but I, I care about you and I love our country. And I'm sure you feel the same way. Share this with 10 more people and ask them to do the same. Thank you so much for listening. I pray that God will use you mightily this week. God bless you. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye.